0: Yeah, this this is this is
1: NetBank is proud to bring you inspiring stories from a new breed of young professionals. Your circumstances are not permanent. Um, don't let your circumstances force you into things that you're not passionate about and things that you don't like. Take the risk. If you want to do something, go out there. Honestly, the sky is truly not the limit. I mean, we hear that often, but we are really
0: living in the most fertile time where you can literally pursue anything that you want. So I see money as an enabler, and I've always seen money as an enabler. Uh, and that's why I was always big in saving since I was very, very young. Hello
1: and welcome to Conversations with Young Professionals, brought to you by NetBank. I am Vumim Sweli, your host. And I'm so excited to have this very, very accomplished young lady with me. Her name is Triita Tali. She's the chairperson of Marketing Energy Storage Association. She is a human and finance ambassador, a Fulbright scholar and and Guardian Top 200 Most Influential Young South Africans. Hello, Triita, and welcome. Hi, Vumi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you But we're going to try to get to know you a little bit better So I'm going to do a rapid fire round of questions So feel free to answer honestly Bush or beach? Uh, I'd go for beach Apple or Android? Apple Seven colours on a Sunday or a braai?
0: I prefer both but I'd go for a braai Oh, you like your meats? Yeah, mm. I love my meat
1: so. <laughs> Movies or Netflix?
0: Movies Wine or beer? Uh neither. Oh, what would you drink? I'm mm, uh, more of a grape tiser kind of person. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's good. Instagram or Twitter? Uh Twitter. Dinner, dead or alive? Who is coming and what are you
0: serving? Ooh, um, so dinner, dead or alive? Interesting. Alive, I would choose Beyonce. Um, <laughs> definitely have <having laughs> So you're part Beyonce. of the beehive. I am in the beehive. I am like right there. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. What would you serve? So, what I would serve. I would serve her um, a distinctly African cuisine uh, because I think I would want to give Beyonce exposure to, you know, what we eat here in South Africa and the best of that. So, yeah.
1: Happy days. So, Tlajita, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know your background is in engineering. You find yourself in the energy space, Mm -hmm. in the finance space. But who is
0: Tlajita? Where do you come from? What's the story? Okay, cool. So, Tlajita is a... Humble yet very, very ambitious young lady who grew up in the east of Johannesburg. So I grew up to a mom and dad. Mom was a teacher. Dad was a salesman. um, And a very humble background that I grew up with, with uh, only one sister, one sibling. So I grew up in a very close-knit family that allowed me the space very much to explore my voice. Uh, to explore my my beliefs and to explore anything anything that I actually wanted to do with my family, I would just run off and do it and come back and be like, "Yo, it's done." And I, I appreciate the fact that my parents respected and uh, allowed me at a very young age to 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 you know like stretch myself and have my own voice and re- and they are, and they reasoned with my sister and I like we were adults when we were very young, mm-hmm. so that gave gave us the freedom to explore different things and to not be boxed. So, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. So, you're
1: clearly passionate about energy. Where does yeah. this passion come from? What made you decide to get into the engineering space?
0: Yeah, so I guess um, I, I was, you know, I, I was very confused in high school on what I wanted to do because I was good at a lot of things, right? And I had to make a decision based on the informa- the best information that was available to me at the time um, and based on the, the, the space where I believed I could make the most impact. And energy came about uh, because I was studying chemical engineering at WITS and um, Mr. Morris Maurice, Maurice Hadebe, uh he's you know he's a executive at SASL, and he used to love hosting these um, oil and gas talks in, in collaboration with WITS so I would attend those as a student and I saw the future of energy in Africa uh, and in South Africa and I saw how instrumental energy can be in creating industries that uh, you can have fourth industrial uh, revolution but if you do not have energy to power the digital economy, you, you don't have it, right? It, it, it can't happen. So I was very passionate about it, especially learning about how energy-poor Africa is. I mean, South Africa, were a lot better off than our uh, African uh, brothers and sisters. But learning about how Africa, uh, energy-poor Africa is, I was like, I actually want to be part of this wave of pioneers that are actually uh, advocating through different spheres, whether it be business, regulatory, um, or, or consulting, in making sure that there is progress in this field And in making sure that we can, you know, set the infrastructure so that we can power the next wave of the fourth industrial revolution. So, yeah. All about powering the future. All about powering the future.
1: With that being said, you, you've got this passion for energy,
0: but yet you play in the finance space. I as know, well. I know, I know. You so, are a true millennial. I part am of the gig economy. I absolutely am. So I've navigated into that because it, it actually happened when I was uh, in my first job where I was always really good with money, like really, really good with money. So in my first job, I was around 22 at the time and I was like buying my first property and all my peers were like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> Like, we are still scrambling, you know, to find a place to rent. And here you are buying a property. And they said, you know, like, they used to come to me uh, a lot to ask about financial decisions they were making, like buying a car, etc. And so I was like, okay, let me package this content into a blog. And so I started uh, blogging under a pseudonym, Cecilia Writes. Um, and then I, I wanna Why the name Cecilia Writes? I don't know. It just <laughs> it was so random. It was like, I was like, I can have a, a pseudonym. And I was like, Cecilia Writes, it works. Let me go for it, right? Um, and so I had a pseudonym And then I, I pitched my blog At the hookup dinner And I won the pitch And then winning the pitch Meant having an interview on YFM And YFM really liked uh, what it was about And so they had me as a resident uh, uh, Financial person For the show with Mellow. Mm-hmm. I think Mellow in the morning 6am And so then when I moved abroad It wasn't sustainable for me To keep that uh, relationship With YFM anymore So I You know Decided to You know Get involved In the in the Financial literacy space Within the US And that's how The Money Fam came about And I realised That across the globe Millennials are going Through the same thing With finance And that's how mm-hmm. I actually Got the Humans in Finance Human Humans in Finance uh, Ambassador, ambassador. Mm-hmm. Ambassadorship They're actually Based in London But you know I was You know Creating my content For a global audience and they reached out to me through social media through seeing the content that I was producing and were like look we like what you're doing do you want to be an ambassador of our platform? And I was like, sure, I'll I'll, I'll do it. Um, and so that's that's how the two came about. But the link between both of them is economic development. I am very passionate about economic development. Very passionate about people looking at the 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 the, the marketplace as a skills economy, not as a job economy. Mm. Because I don't see. I'm an engineer. I'm a management consultant. I'm a blogger. I'm a content creator. I do all of these things, but um, I don't package myself as from what I've studied I mean petroleum engineering has nothing to do with financial literacy right and in my job as a management consultant I get to be that uh, um, that person that can package themselves into any sort of of business and be able to sell a skill which is problem solving Mm. or sell a skill which is advisory or sell a skill which is uh, uh, creating something uh, of value to a client capability building so I see myself as a skills trader right? And I'm entering a marketplace and wherever I can be able to to sell a skill for value, that is the areas that I plug myself in. Mm-hmm. And I sell skills also where in, in spaces where giving that skills gives me energy. So for instance, I love problem solving. Solving problems for people gives me energy. Giving value to people through the content I create gives mm-hmm. me energy. Capability building through the events we host with the Fan gives me energy. And these are all skills I have and I can trade all these skills for value. I love the way you're looking at it, because that truly is the future of work
1: absolutely. And looking at the gay economy and where the world is going currently, the the the, the it's almost archaic to start thinking that all I need is a job.
0: no, it's exactly. it's really how do we start selling those skills? How do we sell the skills? Because yes. especially in my in my job, I work in my team. It's me, I'm a petroleum engineering. We have an economist. We have a, a medical doctor. Uh, We have, uh, and then the others are also engineers, but one is like an aerospace engineer and one is a, uh, what is the other one? Yep, industrial engineer. So we are like completely different fields, right? Mm -hmm. But when we come into a team and we're coming to a client, we are selling a skill. And we are united in selling that skill. And because of our different various backgrounds, the way we look at the problem is, is, is in different ways. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in the different ways in which we can see the, the different aspects of the problem, it makes us better united to solve the problem, to add value to the client. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. It's really a swarming way of, of,
1: of, of problem solving. Yes. later. tell me if you were to have a conversation with your younger self. Mm-hmm. So, Greta, in the East Rand... Meet Ida right now
0: Yeah, What conversation would you have And what would you tell her? Oh cool So uh, I was actually recently invited to another podcast And I said I'd tell her to calm down Um, (laughs) But in addition to telling her to calm down I would tell her How valuable she is Mm. Because I think so often um, Especially when we're younger And we need to be moulded We are so concerned about the opinions of others Regarding our lives Right. Mm. So I think I would speak life into that Grigita. I'd tell that Grigita that you are amazing. Even if you fail, you are amazing. I would tell her to fail because you are amazing so that you can become even more amazing. Mm. I would tell her that the sky is not the limit, it's only the beginning. I would tell her that there are no limits to what you can do, to the value you can create in the world because of your gender, because of your race, because of your background. The world is your oyster, and I would tell her to trust in the in the essence and in the substance that God has created in you mm. and run with that. That is what I'd tell her. Very sage advice.
1: Knowing, you know, we spoke a little bit about problem solving. We spoke a little bit about how you have an eclectic mix of skills yeah. and and how you create platforms to to mm. one problem solve to sell those skills and trade them. What do you think the biggest challenge is in navigating
0: your, your way in a career when you are multi-talented? Yeah, it's, 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 it's the opinions of others, uh, you know, uh, not opinions, but I think as people, we love to box things. We love to box things. It makes sense, right? So if you're starting a business and you know people are telling you, "Okay, this is what it does," and what okay, it's like, yeah, but what is the business? Is it a a retailer? Is it a uh, um a you know a sports shop? Or, or what is it? We want to put things into box into boxes, and it's not a bad thing because if you put things into boxes, it makes it easier to digest. It makes it easier to understand, right? Um But When you are, when you have a a multi, uh, when you're a multi-potentialite and you have a range of skills that really give you energy and that you can really apply yourself to be really good at, the the most difficult part is how to deal with the boxing when you are very out of the box. You're expansive. You're expansive, right? So I think that's the most challenging part for me because... A lot of people, when they look in, look in my LinkedIn profile, they're like, okay, I see finance here. Yeah, I see you're part of the student investment fund as treasurer. But also, I see uh, you, you, you've you published a paper on petroleum engineering and you won one awards in uh, your papers, won awards in the Society of Petroleum Engineers globally. So, like, how do we package you? Are you a petroleum engineer in energy? Are you an engineer? Are you STEM or are you this, you know, finance uh, person, content creator, creative, et cetera, right? And um, it's something that has been really difficult for me to navigate. And so I've I've sort of stopped trying to navigate it mm. and, you know, just accepted that, look, this is who I am. I can do all of these things. Um, and if you like what I do and the content feeds you, then let's focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not focus on what are you, who are you, where is this going?
1: So be allowing yourself to be in the space. A multifaceted, choose something and let's enjoy it.
0: Absolutely, let's do it. Want to talk energy? Let's do it, boo. Want to talk money? Let's oh, do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, let's talk money. Let's, let's talk,
1: talk money. Talk money. Um, I don't think it'd be right For our young professionals To have a finance guru In the house And uh-huh. not talk A little bit about How do you see money You yeah. know This is obviously uh, This this entire conversation Is brought to us By NetBank So how do
0: you see money How do you spend money Yeah.
1: What does money mean to you Do you yes. save
0: it Do you just Buy yeah. a pair of shoes Yeah. Talk to us Great So I see money As an enabler And I've always seen Money as an enabler uh, And that's why I was always big in savings Since I was very very young I remember When we were um, In high school I really wanted to see the lion king right and so what i did is i caught a lift with one of my friends so i can actually save my bus money and i mm-hmm. saved my bus money until i had enough to go watch lion king and i was like mom i've got enough money i want to go watch lion king and now she had to pay for herself my aunt my sister because i wanted to watch <laughs> lion king she's like sis you realize i have to pay for three people now because you've saved uh but it's in, in essence i've always been a big dreamer always been very ambitious and i've always seen that in order to achieve great things, you need money as an enabler, Mm -hmm. you know? If you're very passionate about a certain project, money is the fuel you need to accelerate your project from one level to another. So having said that, I save 30% of my salary. um, And the reason I do so is to uh, be able to uh, empower me so that when I want to move into the next frontier of my career, I have the means to do so. I'm financially free. And I also really believe in putting my money in places that will yield more money. So property for me, I'm very big on that. So even though uh, the property market isn't very, um, isn't booming right now, people will always need a place to live, mm. right? And it can always create uh, uh, cash flow for you and enable you to be able to get access to credit uh, that can enable you to, you know, power your business, et cetera, right? So I see money as an enabler and I think more people need to have that mindset for, of money as an enabler. So if you see money as something worth spending, then you will never... Ever be financially free. You'll never ever be financially stable no matter how much you earn, right? But if you see it as an enabler, even if you're earning 10,000 Rand, right? You can say 30% of that, I'm gonna put it away. That's 3,000 Rand a month, right? times that by 12 that is 36000 rand a year with 36000 rand there's a lot of things you could do mm. right there's you could buy a, a small buy shares into a small business that is running where you know every month they give you a certain amount uh, to pay you off for that investment in that small business you could um you know over a couple of years save enough to have money for deposit uh, transfer fees and you know uh, buy a property you can invest in a property stock file and earn dividends from that mm. there are a lot of things you can do with money that can allow you to grow that right and once you've grown that that's when you can reward yourself i do believe in rewarding yourself when you have money right but i believe you need to be intentional about what that reward looks like how much you'd have to save monthly to get to that reward and the discipline that you'd have mm. to, to to have around that i love traveling right mm. so uh traveling is my is my spiel i wouldn't i love shoes as well but if a shoe is like worth a thousand rand or more i'm not gonna buy it i'd rather save that money uh, in a money market account where i I know uh, you know it's a cash investment. It's a little bit more stable, and I know that at the end of the month, at the end of the year, with that twelve thousand rand, I can go to a, a nice holiday and I can spoil myself that way. So I can still feel the fruits of my money, but I still understand that it's the money that I saved in January that's enabled me to be in Miami today. Yes. Right? So money is an enabler.
1: I that's very well said. Very very well said. Yeah. So tell me we we spoke of, even in your approach towards money, you're very forward thinking absolutely. Where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years what What is are going
0: to be doing? Ooh, so, in the next five to ten years um like my prayer and what I pray towards like every single day is that I want to be you know owning my own enterprise that is empowering people, I want to be in the space of doing business. In an area that allows people to create economic opportunities for themselves right so whether it be in energy through you know powering african economies that allow people to create those economic opportunities or whether it be in money and creating another platform which i'm working on under the wraps (laughs) that enables exactly that so i want to be in spaces that enable people i want to be in spaces that empower people to create economic opportunities for themselves with our young professionals listening to us right now and they're inspired and they're
1: like, yo, I want to be like Utrigita. Mm-hmm. What words and pearls of wisdom would you want to share with them?
0: Whew. Okay, cool. I would say um, understand your worth and never negotiate on it. Um so I, I know a lot of young professionals, there's a lot of challenges we face um, um, in the different spaces, you know, whether you're in business, whether you're in corporate, there are a lot of challenges we face. And the challenges we face are not so much the work we do. I think we're smart enough and we're capable enough to do the work. It's the emotional uh the 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 non-tangible challenges that we face that make us believe that we cannot reach our dreams right Mm -hmm. so you sort of assimilate to the position you have at work as a junior colleague etc and you stop believing that even as a junior colleague i can speak life into people i can create something that does amazing things for people so know your worth understand your worth learn the skills you need to learn that can allow you to live up to your worth and never negotiate on it.
1: Know your worth, learn the skills, and never negotiate on it.
0: Wise words from Lita,
1: thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me, Rumi. <laughs> for more info
1: and to hear even more interesting conversations with young professionals, log on to www.youngprofessionals.co.za.